Hello and welcome to Let Us Learn More, a podcast focused on produce industry education. As you know, we at the Packer put on a number of events each year and we wanted to preserve all the great information that comes from those educational sessions. This season of the podcast is focused on our Sustainable Produce Summit. So without further ado, enjoy the session. Thank you everyone for joining us today. I'm Ashley Nickel with the and we have with us today Lori Taylor, founder of the Produce Moms. We also have Kevin Byers, senior produce merchandiser for PCC Community Markets, and also Brent Kawamura, the senior sustainability specialist for PCC. We're so excited to have this group with us today to talk about a really important aspect of building a more sustainable supply chain. And that is, where is the consumer at with all of this? And Lori, obviously you've, you've got a huge network of, of moms that, that follow you and that you, you all interact with at the Produce Moms. What are you hearing as far as what consumers are looking for when it comes to sustainability? Ashley, I think they would really uh, appreciate a definition, to be honest. It's, uh, it's definitely a topic that we have adopted as a pillar. I'm, I'm personally passionate about it. I have been taught about the, the concept and, and the mission of sustainability through this great industry. I really think that agriculture and specifically fresh produce is leading the way in sustainability practices, as well as educating households on, uh, you know, how to be a more sustainable consumer. The innovations that you see in the produce department as it relates to uh, innovative packaging is a great example here. But consumers do get confused. When we, when we have content, whether it's through our podcast or our blog or any other thing that we promote and we, we push out the concept of sustainability, uh, there is still a, an, a misunderstanding of what the definition even is. What does sustainability mean? Does it simply mean environmental stewardship? Does it mean getting away from plastics? Uh, what does it mean in terms of agricultural practices? I think our whole industry understands that consumers are still extremely confused as it relates to farming practices. Uh, so I think that, a, that the place we need to begin <laughs> as it relates to consumer understanding and rallying our end customer on, on this very important topic is, is with a definition, or I would love to see a universal standard, the way that you know the USDA certification for organics has helped our industry really define and explain organics in a way where consumers can understand and rally around. Um, I don't know if that's gonna be possible or not, because one thing I've learned about sustainability is it is so dynamic. It, is, it, it encompasses a lot. It's a big umbrella term for one of the most important things in our industry. So uh, I, I'm, I'm thankful to be part of this panel. I look forward to sharing uh, you know, more throughout our discussion today. Uh, and I know I'm gonna learn a lot. So thank you to everyone for being here. Excellent, thanks, Lori. And I'll kick it over to you guys, Brent and Kevin. What are you all hearing uh, your shoppers talk about both from a total store perspective uh, on what they're looking for as far as sustainability and, and in the produce department specifically? Well, yeah, you know, I think for a cooperative grocer um, or grocery retailer, our customers and shoppers and members are 
very engaged and involved with uh, social and environmental responsibility and the initiatives that we're working on. So we recently conducted a materiality assessment earlier this year to assess what are those um, most pressing issues that they're concerned about or that they're most passionate about. And I think two of the very kind of common themes that I saw, one of which is obviously sustainable packaging. It's been a uh, a lot of conversation around that, you know, looking at more bulk options for a bulk department, transitioning away from single-use petroleum-based plastics, transitioning to plant-based options. Um, so that's been a lot of conversation in, you know, looking at our deli packaging as well as in produce and in um, pretty much the entire store. There's packaging wherever you can look. Um, and I think the other component is how do we ad best address our global climate crisis? So how are we calculating and looking at, this is kind of more on the environmental side, right? Which is greenhouse gas emission accounting. Um, how can PCC, how can, or the consumer reduce their own carbon footprint or how can they purchase products that have a lower footprint or you know that um, require lower amounts of water or um, carbon to produce and transport. So I think these are the two most common themes that I've seen. Perhaps Kevin, you might, might hear something differently um, from our uh, shoppers. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, you guys both bring up really good points. I think the one thing that we see a lot from consumers is like they want to. Like we know they want to be more sustainable. They're, they're looking for options. But to Lori's point, they're confused. And it is super dynamic. So it's always changing. So, you know, as they as consumers start to adopt, you know, new practices, it seems like something always comes up that maybe has they have to get derailed a little bit. Um, and that's one thing I think looking at it from an industry's perspective is like we have a consumer that wants to. How do we help them get there? You know, I think in, in communicating from, you know, across the board. So, you know, letting the consumers need to, you know, they, they want to do it. So we need to help get them the information they needed to make the choices they, they want to make. But also from a farming logistics, you know, side, like, what are they doing and, and communicate to the consumers some of the um, the ways that those people are, are being more sustainable and figuring out you know what what that looks like from you know from the ground through the reach to the final plate that it sits on um, we know that they want it um, they're confused and it can things can slip up because of that you know they, it's it's an overwhelming daunting lift but I think small, uh, small choices really make a big impact. And, you know, we're seeing it, um, you know, across the nation, there's been a lot of talk about single use plastics. And I think it's, we have, there's a groundswell there. And so we have to figure out how do we keep that moving and, and get it as least confusing as possible, even though we know it's going to be um, a challenge. And Kevin, you raised a great point about communicating all of this to the shoppers. So, Lori, what, what are you seeing? Because obviously you've been in the produce industry for many years and, and on the supply side of before you launched the, the produce moms. What are some things that you're seeing as far as how, you know, suppliers are looking to communicate the different sustainability things? I mean, with all those components, uh, what do you what do you focus on and what do you guys as a brand focus on when you broach the topic of sustainability? Yeah, thanks. I love this question. It's so important. And I also think it's really important that anyone in the supply chain, you need to have a sustainability program. I think there are some examples that are worthy of a call out here. Um, yes, the Produce Moms work with, works with Nature Right Farms and they have 
one of the most dynamic and well-defined sustainability programs with Cultivate with Care. Uh, they've essentially made, turned their sustainability initiative into a brand property, and they've put proper resources behind it, including a name, uh, marketing collateral, a dedicated space within their website. Uh, I just I think it's a it's a tremendous example here that anyone who hasn't necessarily formalized your sustainability initiative start there and see what that looks like because it. That program, we, we probably tout, uh, you know, we work with a lot of different brands at the Produce Moms. We tend to turn to Naturite more than any other brand that we work with uh, when it comes to educating folks on sustainability, simply because they have the collateral in place that is consumer-facing and well-defined. I think another really good example uh, that got a lot of press was uh, last year, leading into Fresh Summit, Del Monte Fresh Produce released their annual sustainability report, and they put, you know, a full-service marketing effort behind it, including a PR initiative and otherwise. Uh, I think that's that's something that I want everyone in the industry to know that this is newsworthy stuff, uh, both for the trade as well as for consumers. Uh, you know, your your shoppers. We know this from Nielsen data. The shoppers, uh, to the point of the gentleman with me on you know on this virtual stage, uh, your shoppers are demanding this. Some shoppers don't know exactly what they're demanding, but they know that wanting to be a sustainable consumer is the right thing to do in this environment. You know, there's from from the the talks on climate change to the talks on single use plastics. It's definitely top of mind for folks. So. If you, are, if you are a brand in the produce department and you haven't defined uh, or, or compiled all that you do in sustainability on your website or other consumer or public-facing platforms, that needs to get done because this isn't going anywhere. This is exactly the direction that we want our industry to go in. I mean, we are, we are uh, you know, we're at the helm of sustainability in, in agriculture and in fruits and vegetables. We are... We, we define sustainability in the produce department every day. And I don't think that it needs to stop at what you do on the farm or what you do in your packaging. Uh, brands like Nature Sweet Tomatoes, for instance, and how they've elevated their farm workers and what they do and telling that story of, uh, you know, the human capital side of your corporation. Don't overlook that. Let's talk about what you're doing in your local community. Uh, those are all really important things that con consumers want to know that their dollars are going towards good, not just a consumer product, but also good. Uh, and that's that's what you should push yourself towards. And I, I also think, and we might have a you know dedicated time within our discussion today, actually talk about this, but amidst a pandemic where we have essentially seen this huge rise in single-use plastics, um, I want to encourage our, our, our industry to stay steadfast with this commitment to sustainability, because I do think that, uh, you know, we're already starting to see some of that emerge in mass media. Uh, are, the, are, are the news stories that are, you know, saying, wow, we used to say it's a bunch of plastics in the ocean, and now it's a lot of mass and PPE materials in the ocean. And uh, that's, that's, I think stories like that in mass media will continue to come our way um, in the coming months. And I, I hope that our industry stays very committed uh, to our to our collective goals as it relates to sustainability. Thank you for that, Lori. And Brent, a similar question for you. With all the different areas in which you all have sustainability uh, efforts and programs, 
how do you select which ones to communicate really about to shoppers and, and how do you go about doing that? Yeah, so at the onset of um, our sustainability program was really assessing what are some of the most pressing issues, like I mentioned, with our materiality assessment. So we did that when we first uh, developed and released our set of five-year sustainability goals. And uh, these goals encompass everything from energy, water, waste, um, organics, refrigeration. So it's you know a part of that effort to define what does sustainability mean to us and on an annual basis or on an ongoing basis, tracking our performance and on an annual basis, disclosing what our progress or perhaps maybe not as much progress that we're seeing across our goals. Um, so very, being very clear and transparent to the consumer because they wanna know how we're doing or as a member of the cooperative, how is their cooperative performing? Um, and I always lean towards, you know, sustainability is very broad and it's a very heavily used uh, term. It can encompass social and environmental and economical. And I think it's important that we communicate things as clear and concise as we can. A good example of that um, is in our packaging. We transitioned to a compostable deli round, which is one of our most heavily used packaging products in our deli. Uh, we transitioned to a compostable plant-based option, but by the looks and feels of it, it looked just like plastic. And consumers want to know, how the heck do I dispose of this? What is this? How do I handle it? So we went back to our marketing team and uh, we just custom designed a really bold and recognizable logo that identifies what is this product? Um, how do you handle it and how do you best dispose of it? We apply that same logo to all of our waste bin labels so customers can easily identify what goes where. Um, and uh, we also uploaded uh, information on our website that details exactly what each packaging material is made out of and how do you dispose of it in your area. So a lot of this goes to you know informing the customer or our members um, to Kevin's point, how can they do their part? And it's a lot of information, it's tricky. Um, there's a lot to share, but it's how can you make that um, most effective to communicate. And of course, to the usual channels, that being social media, um, our newest stores that are pursuing living building challenge. Um, it's a green building standard. We have placards throughout our store that point out to different sustainability elements uh, with graphics and our usual, you know, social media, as I mentioned, emails, direct customer responses to the questions that they send to us. Um, and as well as our newspaper, we have a section on sustainability as well as a bunch of other um, um, reports that we share out. And as, as far as actually even in, even internally to our staff, we track how each of our stores are performing from a social and environmental perspective. And then we, we developed a one sheeter that details exactly how they've done so far, who, what uh, community organizations have they supported. And we have these really easily recognizable and understandable graphs that say, how is your store performing in terms of uh, waste, water, energy? So how can we best inform our employees and staff um, which are on the boots on the ground making all this happen and how do we inform our customers as well is a huge priority for us. Excellent. And to follow up on that a little bit, Kevin, I'm curious when you think about the produce departments for your stores, whether it's, you know, signage that you guys are doing there at the store level or whether it's communication about sustainability on packaging from, you know, produce suppliers at, do you think there's enough communication now about sustainability in the produce department or, or what are some opportunities to increase that either at the supplier level or, or on the retail level? 
there's always opportunities. Um, you know, one of the things I think, you know, um, Brett made a good point, like as a company, we're investing in it. And as Lori mentioned, like if you are a company and you haven't, you really should like, it's an investment. You have to make it. But I think in the long run, you're going to reap benefits for it. You're going to see, you're going to end up saving money in the long run on certain items, even though you might have to spend some money up front. And so, you know, we, one of the things that we've done as a produce department, uh, specifically with uh, our growers and our distributors is like for the last three or four years, every time I'm at a conference and I'm meeting with these people, I'm asking them like, try to find something and we will support you. I'm giving them our word. We are going to support you with that product. If you want to go to a, you know, cardboard based clamshell instead of a plastic, if you want to go into a paper tote bag instead of a plastic, I will guarantee you I'm going to buy it. Now it doesn't always work. And we have to go back to them. And I've, I've went back and forth with many of our, our growers and shippers be like, this is the issue with this certain package. Like it's an improvement, but Hey, like, you know, for instance, I, I spoke with one grower of a cherry tomato and it was like, you couldn't see enough of the tomato. It's like, I need more, you need more webbing in there. You need to see it more. It's like these things that a consumer, I mean, we all do it. Berries and cherry tomatoes. You pick up the container, you flip it upside down. You're well, it's cardboard. You can't see anything. So it's like, how do we make it useful on both ends? Like how can we get more sustainable on the one end and how do we get customers to still be able to purchase that product? But you got to invest in it. And then you, you have to find partners that are willing to go down the road with you. And so that's one of the things we've done is we've said, we will, we, if you come up with whatever option it might be, I'm going to try it. I'm not going to promise you it's going to work. I'm not going to, I'm going to, but I'm going to give you honest feedback too. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm going to tell you if it's ugly and it doesn't work or if it's not showing enough. And so, you know, on a, we're not showing it. We're not, we're not putting a bunch of signs in our departments, but we, you're seeing it, but with the product, you know, we don't carry a ton of bagged and packaged stuff and where we do, we are leaning towards paper compostable, you know, different containers. And so you're seeing it more than maybe reading it in our departments, but we are making sure that, you know, the consumers, we're, we're, we're trying to drive them towards those purchases and, and we're, and we're making decisions on the back end. They might not necessarily know about. And the other thing is like you as a retailer um, and, and possibly as a grower and a shipper, you have to be willing to uh, kind of cut some margin. You know, I know that, some of this packaging costs more money. And I know what the threshold is for my consumer. And there's a lot of times like, we're just gonna take a lower margin on it because it's the right thing to do. And I know long-term that we will get those price points where they work for all involved, but you have to be able to invest for the long-term. And so that's one of the things we're really doing. Again, not so much signage and communication necessarily for our customers, but more of a subliminal soft, kind of nudge, like this is where we're going. Gotcha, very interesting. And along the lines of just kind of the visibility of those efforts, and Laura, you mentioned earlier the idea of, well, wouldn't it be nice if we had a universal, you know, seal of sustainability, like we have a USDA organic seal or something along those lines. Is that, a? will I'll ask Kevin and, and Brent on the retail side, is that way too pie in the sky? I mean, what might that look like? Do you think that would be helpful from from a consumer standpoint and what you guys see that the shoppers are wanting? I think, um, you know, uh, having a standard is super helpful. Um, you know, I, I was speaking with um, Brent actually a couple of days ago about it. The one thing 
that I think as a industry, as consumers, we need to realize is sometimes that standard is usually the, the floor, not the ceiling. So it's the start of where we need to go. Um, it's helpful because we all are super slammed. Everybody's super busy. And especially now, like no one's like hanging out, shopping slowly and mingling and looking at a bunch of stuff. Like people need to get in and out. And it, and the standard is nice because it gives that super easy. This is what we're doing. This is what, this is what I want to spend my money on. But yeah, it's a massive undertaking and it's going to be, um, a major challenge, but it's something I think the industry can do. I mean, we, if you look back historically through this industry, it's it's overcome challenges like this before. They can we can do it again, um, but it's something that I do think should happen. And the, we all want things to be easier, especially you know when you're grocery shopping. Like there's some of us I like to do it. I enjoy getting to the produce department, but I don't think everybody's like that. And so we need to make it easy for people because they want it. We, we've said it before they want to make these choices. They want to do what's right but they're confused. And if we can give them something that cuts some of that confusion out, um, I think it's a huge benefit. Mm -hmm. And Lori, I'll ask you, cause just like you pointed out for, for USDA and organic, I mean, how powerful to just have a symbol on there that tells people what they're wanting to know and no more. I mean, I can't imagine if folks had to, you know, think about everyone's individual practices and decide if they thought, you know, that this was organically, produced. I mean, and it's the same kind of thing with sustainability. There's so many pieces to it. You know, it's, it's unrealistic for folks to just, uh, um, to expect your average consumer to understand all of that and, and go and I'm sure there are people who do a ton of research on their own on websites and things like that, but from your conversations and your interactions with your, your big network there of consumers, Lori, what are some things you think um, people just kind of intuitively think when they hear sustainability that could be the foundation of, of something like a universal sustainability uh, seal? Yeah. And, you know, actually, I think we're really closer than we might even realize because you're starting to see a lot of what I would call like micro sustainability seals that are emerging, you know, and not even emerging. Some of these are very established. Um, you think about what EFI has done with the farm worker approved seal that you are seeing in national distribution now everywhere. Um, that's, that's, that's a step in the right direction and that is sustainability in action. And it's also, um, it's a standard in action too. So you have that, uh, you know, the environmental footprint, as, especially as it relates to climate change. Uh, things such as uh, carbon neutrality operations or uh, regenerative agriculture and soil health. Those are all, these are all things that are going to continue to emerge. One thing that at, at the Produce Moms, one thing that we study every year when it comes out are the, the whole foods trends. Uh, I think that's a great place for our industry to say like, I don't really know where I should be focusing. Well, uh, whole foods this year, uh, one of the, I think it was number one on the list was regenerative agriculture. And look at how our, our producers and our supply chain is now paying closer attention to that. Um, so I, I think that from a, from a consumer's point of view, and one thing that we absolutely vet the brands that we promote on the Produce Moms, first and foremost, uh, does, does the product taste good? I mean, I, that's actually a part of sustainability, folks. Like one way our industry is sustainable is we continue, 
year after year, season after season, it doesn't matter if there's a frost or any other ailment that affects the crop, like we're producing good tasting food. Uh, so that's one step that we consider part of sustainability that you might not have thought of. Uh, the other uh, kind of comes back to the social impact. How are you treating your employees? And that goes beyond uh, the labor. Of course, the labor is so important. It's it's undoubtedly uh, you know the backbreaking job of this industry, and it's it's such a critical part of our ability to have that food security in the United States and around the globe. So, uh, but don't don't limit yourself to just how you're treating your farm workers. How are you treating your whole operation? Um, what kind of advancements exist? And in this climate that we're living in in 2020 today. What are you doing for women and what are you doing for minorities within your corporation? Uh, that's very important too. Um, obviously packaging, I think that kind of emerges as the leader here and what folks are thinking about as it comes to sustainability. And then I also think just the overall, like what, what are you doing for sustainability beyond just your product? You know, what kind of marketing exists or what kind of messaging are you doing to make sure that your product doesn't end up in a landfill once the consumer buys it because we know that about 40% of what is harvested actually ends up in the trash in the United States. What are you, as a, as a producer and a supplier, what are you doing to help mitigate that or reduce that? Are you educating folks on how to select and store and serve your products adequately so that we can mitigate that kind of waste in our households? That's really important. Are you doing anything to help educate people on, on, on how they can recycle your packaging or what it means to compost any food that you unfortunately, that unfortunately goes bad. I mean, it happens to all of us. Um, I, I think a, an industry initiative that's worth a call out here, because I just think it's brilliant and I want to see it continue to happen, is what's happened with the berry category. Berry sustainable. Hats off to them. Uh, this is a category that's a powerful category. Uh, I, I don't need to tell the folks that represent retail what uh, what berries mean to the produce department, okay? Um, but it, to see the collaboration that this industry has had, and I'm talking collaboration from backyard competitors to competing growing regions or competing nations in growing regions, okay? Every single berry uh, producer is, is collaborating on this effort to make sure that their products are packaged in a in a universal style packaging that is that meets the standards for for mainstream recycling. I think it's so important, and I think it's such a step in the right direction. They worked hand in hand with uh, the recyclers, and 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 they came together. That they, they this is a hyper competitive industry, and that collaboration is going to make the world a better place. Thanks for that, Lori. And then one more for you guys, and, and then I'll open it up to anything that you wanted to say on this that we didn't get to so far. So the last one before that, where does communication about sustainability fit in all the other messages that retailers or suppliers have to share with consumers? Because obviously you still got to talk to them about quality and shelf life and freshness and the people behind it and all those other things. Um, Kevin and, and Brent, I'll have you take this one first. Where does sustainability kind of fit into that overall communication mix? Well, I think as we've seen is there's such a huge, a large and ever increasing percentage of consumers that are pursuing a more sustainable lifestyle or are choosing to vote with their dollar and purchase 
products that they know perhaps are organic or uh, you know grown more sustainably, packaged more sustainably. So I think it's important to communicate that in line with um, synonymously with other types of messaging on, say, for example, produce. Um, and again, you know, it being concise um, and focusing on the metrics. You know, don't be afraid to be as transparent as you can be about well, what are the goals that you're setting and the projects that you're working on or the progress that you're seeing. Um, it doesn't have to be a scientific study, but people like to see those numbers and it being transparent about these types of things, hold yourself accountable to these goals and really builds on that trust that I, I think there is kind of a lack thereof from customers on, do they trust that the product that they're getting is quote unquote sustainable? Um, so I think, you know, communicating that clearly is really important alongside other types of messaging. Yeah, I think, you know, we're obviously like as Brent talked about earlier like our newer stores um we have sustainable goals we're putting up placards across the store so people see them when they're when they're going through the store um which is super helpful it, it's it's got it's quick it's easy they see it when they're walking and it catches their eye i mean we all of our inboxes are overloaded so that's it's a difficult challenge um you know just from the, the actual department itself um you know Lori nailed it. I mean, it all really starts with good tasting food. Like you got to get good. People are going to keep buying the stuff that tastes good. So if we can pick the food that tastes good and then get it in a more sustainable way, like it's not necessarily messaging in the, in the normal sense, but it's, it's getting the, the point across. You're going to start seeing, and, and from all aspects, I mean, if brands that taste good and have more packaging are going to find more shelf space. And then, you know, the comp the competition is going to start happening and the other people are going to look to do it and they're going to start messaging it. I mean, everybody in most companies now are, are trying it in some way because they know it's what the consumer wants. And, you know, the, the when you have a package, it's easy to do. When you don't have a package, it's a little bit harder. Um, but, you know, produce inherently, as Lori mentioned earlier, is sustainable in so many ways. And so, reminding people um you know what it does to keep buying fresh produce you know it's we we know all the benefits of it you know for our health but it's it's beneficial for this for the environment too and the more we can do that as an industry you know i i used to always joke when i was working in the stores customers would come in whatever craze was happening they're like hey do you have a gluten-free section and i always tell people you're you're standing in it right now and it's the same thing. It's like, hey, I'm looking for sustainable. It's like you're standing in it right now. Like you, this is the department. It's it's it fixes it. You know, it's it's there. It's easy for you. And the more we can as a, a whole industry, um, you know, I think it's amazing. You know what Lori was talking about the berry with the berry group. Um, you know, we're a co-op, so it's part of our DNA to to help and be cooperative. But as an as an industry, you know, half of this industry got wrecked by the pandemic. And, you know, we as an industry need to keep banding together and understanding that, yes, you might have you might have to link arms with some of your competition, but we need to move forward and, and really show as an industry like this is the, you know, and we're biased. I get it. But this is the best part of the, of the store to shop in. It's got what you need. And it's and it can hit so many pillars that the consumer is looking for in their in their everyday shopping lives. And I think if we can do that collectively. Um, you know, it's especially if, if, if a standard happens or the more that produce companies across the board can start that messaging, they're going to the consumers going to see it more. And I think that's it's a huge it's a huge goal. And I think we can do it. 
Excellent. And Lori, Brent mentioned a couple things that I wanted to get your take on two words, trust and transparency. Tell me a little bit from, from what you hear, where are consumers at with trusting that something is sustainable when they read it or see it on packaging or, or in these other ways and, and how transparent do companies need to be? Where, where are they at compared to where they need to be on, on communicating on some of those things? Yeah, I mean, I think that those two things, trust and transparency, it's just those are paramount in our quest to uh, build consumer confidence in our products and in, ultimately increase demand and sales. Uh, so that's that's definitely you can't it's you cannot overstate it. You know, we can't say it enough. Uh, yes, to build the trust and the transparency, it really just starts with telling your story. I mean. The stories within the produce department, I mean, come on, you know, we're talking about over 90% family owned, uh, multi-generation, some of like our Central Valley California growers. I mean, we're talking about going back to the late 1800s, the stories within your product, the stories behind your product uh, are exactly the kind of stories that your, your consumer society wants. Uh, when you when when you think about it from a marketing perspective, your sustainability story is your branding. That's your that's your golden goose egg in marketing is your sustainability story. I mean, you're going to be able to talk about all of the business for good components of your day to day operation. Uh, I want to you know encourage people to think outside of the nutritional benefits of fresh produce. I don't think that there's really a shopper who walks into the produce department and doesn't have an understanding that this is the healthy section when they walk into fruits and the, the produce department. I don't, I don't care what kind of consumer they are, where they live, their socioeconomic status, their education. I, I, we know this. Our industry, our global society, our consumers, people know that fruits and vegetables are something they should be eating. Uh, and there's an abundant amount of messaging already out there promoting it. Uh, so what I try to do at the Produce Moms is, is push my team, uh, myself, and every grower that we have the privilege of working with to talk about things that people might not necessarily understand. And that's fruits and vegetables are delicious. Let's, let's talk about the flavor component of it. Uh, let's talk about the cultural component of it. Uh, you know, it's how we celebrate life. It's, you know, fruits and vegetables and food as a whole is really the one thing that connects all of humanity at a time that really is quite divisive, you know, uh, not just here in America, but everywhere. Uh, this is one thing that, you know, everyone kind of agrees on food, you know, and, and really when you, when you look at it with a global lens, everyone really agrees on fruits and vegetables. There's no society, there's no religion, there's no culture, there's no doctor, there's nothing that's telling you not to eat our products. So we've got a real opportunity here, everyone. Like I want to, I, and I applaud the Packer for putting on this 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 forum and this in this uh, expo because it's this is the future of food is transparency it is sustainability it is business for good that's the future of consumer products is business for good look what's happened to the natural products industry which is essentially the CPG concept but with healthier for you uh, alternatives and and brands that prioritize all of the topics we're talking about here today in sustainability. And you know that we've been doing this uh, since the day we first planted that, that romaine seed in Salinas Valley. We've been doing this. But let's, let's figure out now how we can do a better job of making sure that the, that our, the consumer masses understand what it means. 
And this, this form right here is a great first step. So we're starting today and right now, and I'm really, really proud of everything that we've already accomplished. And I'm really optimistic about our ability to connect with folks. I mean, that's one of the, I mean, the, the pandemic's been devastating, but one of the things that is, is, there's a few silver linings. One is America has not had family meals and come around the table and cooked at home the way they are right now. And the, I mean, we haven't seen home meals like this in the last two decades. And the other thing that it's done is it's forced us all into the digital communications, uh, you know, stratosphere, so to say. I mean, we're, we're all full speed ahead with connecting with folks in the digital way, uh, which for our industry, we kind of needed that much. You know, I mean, other brands, other other consumer products were, were light years ahead of us. Um, and now I think that everyone in the industry has a full full comprehensive understanding of how important it is to tell your story, get social, and, and the way that we're going to promote sustainability, both the good work that we're doing, as well as increasing consumer understanding of this very complex uh, concept is is through telling the story in these digital mediums. And then also at point of sale, the retailer is, is, is critical in this journey too. Lori, I think that's such an excellent point that so much of what growers in particular do in terms of sustainability, that can come through just if you're talking more about your processes and kind of being transparent and introducing like, hey, this is how we pick cherries. This is how we, you know, harvest potatoes. This is what a packing shed is. You know, th this is what transportation looks like. You know, some of those things that just so many people aren't familiar with. And for many, many places, there's sustainability built into all those processes. So I, I think that's such a great point. All right. Ashley, if, if we're saying is, uh, it's it's 2020, and you you've made it this far, you guys. If you're still in business, you are a sustainable operation. So now it's just a matter of, of formalizing it and and packaging it up so we can broadcast it and promote it as as a brand property. 100. percent And I'll open it up to you guys. I that's all the questions we have, but I wanted to give each of you a a chance to kind of wrap up any concluding thoughts or anything else that that you want everyone to kind of keep looking ahead at and, and exploring when it comes to sustainability and produce. You know, one thing I, I think of, and, and Lori brought up a good point was, you know, is for the produce industry, most out there are already doing some sort of concept. And I think they've been doing it so long because it, it makes financial sense. It's, it's a more efficient in a lot of ways to be sustainable, right? So they're doing it. Don't take for granted what people don't know. You know, tell your story, even if you don't think it's a big deal or you're, it, it, it doesn't cross your mind as something that's worthwhile. The consumer still wants to know that information. There there has been uh, part of the reason I think, you know, what, what Lori is saying, like there has been as much eating at home. The consumer has been disconnected a little bit. You know, it's getting better. It's been getting better the last five or 10 years, but they've been disconnected on where their food comes from. You know, one of the things that I think is silver lining of this pandemic is how many people started to put in a garden. And they started to realize it's not as easy as you think it is. It's a lot of work. There's things involved there. And it started to get them to think again about where their food's coming from. And so as a grower, as a shipper, as a retailer, 
remember to tell those stories because you're doing stuff that you probably have taken for granted that you think is not a big deal. But your consumer, it might be really interested in knowing, you know, ways you've saved water, ways you become more efficient, you know, who you've hired, how you've taken care of your staff. Like these little things that you see every single day, we forget about. But the consumer, their eyes are opened again. They're interested. They want to know. Even if you think it's a small deal, start to talk about it because they are going to get interested. I am blown away constantly about you know, when I start nerding out about produce to people and how their eyes light up and how they, they are so intrigued and interested in it, it's so, it's like, you know, me talking to an astronaut or something, it's so crazy and mind blowing and they forget and they want to know. And so if you're a grower, if you're a shipper, if you're a warehouser, any, anywhere along the lines of this produce industry, you're probably doing something that's sustainable. And you, it's definitely, you want to do more, but you're doing something communicate that communicate that something to that consumer because they they want to know and they might they probably don't already so just you see it, you have successes celebrate your successes but know you have more challenges but celebrate the successes and tell people about them such a great point kevin well anything else uh, brent or Lori? Well, I think um, Kevin and Lori really spoke well about just, you know, the produce industry as a whole. And when I think about sustainability is this, you know, yes, tell your, you know, definitely tell your story and people are going to learn so much from it. And what I always say is really just don't be afraid to ask questions, whether it's with a competitor or whether it's with a packaging expert or things like that, you know, so which is great. And I thank you so much for hosting this, uh, this summit and having us speak on this is having these conversations, figuring out what sorts of technologies are out there or strategies as a grower, producer, distributor, or retailer to reduce your impact? Or you know, what sorts of technologies do we need? What are some of the challenges that we uh, are facing? Or the successes? Um, you know, just because something works and it's been working for a while doesn't mean that we should stick to it forever. Um, as Kevin pointed out, there are a lot of things that we're already doing really well in. So how can we influence that across the industry? My only closing thoughts uh, are just to make sure that everyone with us today understands that I think your critical takeaway here needs to be, let's get started, you know, like go, because have, you can always improve. And I think one thing that's come through loud and clear through this forum is it's an evolving, ever changing, dynamic uh, concept, sustainability. So do start. That's, that's right there. Just start because that's going to be so much better than coming soon as it relates to your sustainability initiative. Okay. So get it going and you can always improve it along the way. And yes, I, it, it's going to change. You're going to learn and you should have data around your, around your sustainability efforts because you have to, you have to know where you stand or the, you know, the baseline uh, to what was said earlier by Kevin, you have to have that baseline so that you can set those goals and improve. Uh, so get started today. And I'm sure that all of the events here at the sustainability summit are, are going to be, you know, great places for you to learn more on how to get going. Excellent. Well, thank you guys so much. I think it's been just a fantastic discussion. Great perspective from each one of you. So we sure appreciate your time. And I know this will be instructive to uh, everyone else who's who's joining us today. And we'll talk to you all again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thanks again for listening to this great content from our Sustainable Produce Summit. We hope to see you at our next event. Remember, we've got West Coast Produce Expo, the Global Organic Produce Expo, and the Sustainable Produce Summit all as part of the roster. And of course, you can always read our reporting on thepacker.com and producemarketguide.com along with our weekly newspapers and magazines every other month. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Let Us Learn More podcast.